Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into our show notes below. We'll have links to the podcast and everything today, as well as links to our YouTube channel. Growing, 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 growing. (laughs) And also, if you guys would like to support the podcast, head over to the Gumroad store. We have a brand new resource guide for Asia, chock full of great resources for you guys to use when you guys are touring the world with your Build Your Library or Torchlight Combination curriculum. We've just finished our around the world journey. It's in the past, but also forefront in our minds as we continue to make more resource guides and finish out the year. Today, we are going to do a little review for the little the little ends. You know, we like mm-hmm. to focus on early learners here, but we're going real early this this time. So our <laughs> our youngest, as you, you guys have been following the podcast from the beginning, you lifers, as I'm going to start referring to you guys as. <laughs> Um, we started with a little one, a very, very little one. Uh, I think at the beginning of this podcast, she was probably just under th- one years old. She was yeah. just inside one year old, and now she is three, and she is a a, a firecracker. What did what did we call her yet? Fiercely is, independent. Yes, no, that's what we said yesterday. We, yeah, it was we, fiercely independent, and we want to stress fiercely <laughs> independent. She is a wonderful, precocious little young girl. Um, really smart, really, really sharp getting all the things down. And one of the things that we wanted to do this summer when we had a lot more free time, we weren't at the parent partnership and she wasn't at her, her preschool, her gymnastics preschool that she loves, which she has now just started again. Uh, what, what did I hear the angels singing? Yes, I did. Um, no, <laughs> two days a week, two days a week, just uh, mornings. It's worth it. It's worth it. Every cent. Um, so one of the things this past summer we we're just closing out is we wanted to do a little bit of a curriculum with her and kind of get her, um, you know, kind of pre-homeschool with her. And yeah. try, try, because one of the things that we've been noticing is that she wanted to do her own homeschool. She wanted to say, oh, I, you know, I want to do homeschool, daddy. I want to do homeschool. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that we did is we, uh, we interviewed uh, a, a mother, a uh, homeschooling mother, I think sometime last year. I can't remember the name right off the top of my head, but she recommended the plain preschool curriculum. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was very interesting. I think right after that episode, we went right out and bought it. I think that's from the Busy Toddler is what their yes, the website is. Absolutely. And so we went ahead and got that. Um, and this is a great secular curriculum. So if you're looking for a secular preschool curriculum, um, this may be the one. And we'll talk. We'll go into a lot of depth today about you know what this curriculum is and and, and why why we liked it. So um, basically, the goal was I wanted to use this curriculum for the summer before we get into something else that yeah. we're gonna we're gonna end up doing. We had done some of it last yeah. year too, so we kind of had to pick back up from where we left off and then yeah. finish it off this summer. Yeah, it was it was something I wanted to do to kind of fill in the summer. It was. Um, kind of a nice, it was kind of a nice thing for her to be able to do. Um, so if you're out there and you're looking at homeschooling, um, you're, you're real, real young. And I think this curriculum runs from anywhere between two and a half years old to about, I think they say up to five years old. I don't know if I do five with this. No, this is yeah. a, this is a two to three, two to three, four years old. Yeah. Type of, in my type mind, of, type of mindset. 
Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify this as a pre-K, so yeah. I think this is definitely solidly in the preschool. Yeah, and, and, we, and we know we have a few people listening to the podcast who have some real youngins, and they're just starting to get you know into homeschooling. One of the things I liked about this curriculum was that it was a great kind of, it walked you into the, the idea of being an educator, the idea of providing educational, you know, activities to your youngins. And I, I know a lot of the parents here that are listening, they got a little bit of older kids. Um, this was something that I thought was really well planned out and mm-hmm. we'll get into the structure you know, and what they do and everything. Um, but it was really well thought out. It had a nice you know, had a nice flow to it and it helped. I could see it easing somebody into the, into their first homeschooling experience. Or if you have an older student, like I do, who's like six or seven and you're doing all your other curriculums and you're working and all of a sudden you're like, my gosh, I got to do something with this two and a half year old or three year old. Um, and I can't just like, you know, let them loose to the wild, (laughs) you know, and all that type of stuff. So, but I want to have something that's fun and educational and maybe, somewhat entertaining for my older kid to participate in. And that was something that was kind of a wrinkle that I noticed with the playing preschool is that my older daughter kind of liked to sit along with us. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of folks would say, you know, this is too young to start yeah. a curriculum. Like, oh, you know, you don't need a curriculum for preschool. We are 100% with that. You yeah. do not need a curriculum no. for preschool. Um, what The reason that we really bought this after looking at the sample was that we just needed preschool ideas. Yeah. It wasn't so much that we felt that our daughter mm. had to have a curriculum. It was that... I'm just, I'm not a preschool teacher and I didn't want to spend all day on Pinterest coming up with cool like activities, sensory bins and art and all these different things. I was like, man, they've put together this whole set of cool activities and things that she would do in a preschool type setting, but I could do at home and I didn't have to think of them. Cool. So anyway, that led us down this road. We'll we'll talk about what's in the program and then we'll talk a little bit about how we used it at the end. And I think, you know, hearing the, the the two ends of that, I think you'll find that, you know, you, there's a creativity and a lot of room within the curriculum to yeah. do a wide range of the thing, anything that you'd like to accomplish, you know, whatever those goals are for you and your young learner. Um, so let's get into it a little bit. It's playing preschools in the title. There are two years to this curriculum. And so they kind of, one flows into the next. The creator says that the second year is a prerequisite for the, the first year is a prerequisite for the second year. I don't know how much of that is true because while it does build, Everything is kind of standalone, right. um, but there are skills that they're expecting you to learn in the first one. So if you haven't learned those yet by the second year, then your learner may be a little bit behind. You may have to do some catch-up work. Um, I don't know how true the prerequisite year is. We didn't do the second year. We were only working on the first year. So you know, take that as a grain of salt. Figure out what, what works best for you. I know it's $30 for the first year curriculum and it's also the same price for the second year but if you get them together it's i think it's fifty dollars so they got a yeah, little bit this of a is price. a digital pdf curriculum digital pdf you print yourself yep. so we took care of printing this cheaply by yep. having it all printed at the library 70 sheets a week we get for free <laughs> and uh, then we put it in a three ring binder absolutely um at the beginning of the curriculum there's about 20 pages of real nice it's really nice write up on how to use the curriculum you know how 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 it's structured why it's structured the way it is how it progresses what are the skills you're going to be doing also some additional things like the morning calendar and the letter tile and letter letter sheets and stuff like that on how you can use those and incorporate those in when you read those first 20 pages it does feel like a lot like oh my god what am i getting myself into and <laughs> i think at the end of those 20 pages i think there's actually a section like this sounds like a lot <laughs> um and it can look overwhelming at first and 
And I think if you did the whole thing and you really stayed to it, it might feel a little overwhelming. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about how you can you can maybe mitigate some of that or you know just kind of go with the flow. But we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, in the first year curriculum and the second year curriculum, it's broken up into 19 units. Each unit is two weeks long. Right. So we adjusted some of that ourselves. Absolutely. So I, you know, I think you can definitely um, stretch them or squeeze them depending on how many of the different things, pieces of activities you want to take from each uh, subject. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that is that. I think that's one of the big takeaways is that there is a lot to move on this curriculum. Yeah. So in the two week period, the curriculum has laid out exactly what you're going to do over those two weeks: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the second week, Monday through Friday, um, really kind of thinking of it as like, is if you're going to preschool every single day, um, how would you handle that? Um, that can be very daunting because there are multiple layers. And we'll, we'll walk through an example section here at the end on kind of what that looks like. Um, that can be a little daunting thinking like, oh my gosh, every day I have to do something. I'm not even doing that with my older homeschool learner. How can I do that with my younger one? That being said, it only takes about 30 or 40 minutes to do the day's activities and I even found that the the activities we could do them even faster, especially if you change some of up some of them up. They're recommended activities. Like for example, they ask you to get some apples at the beginning for the first unit. It's all about apples, and they want you to get like twelve apples and sort them. Well, I'm not going to go buy ten dollars worth of apples <laughs> at the grocery store just to all, sort them. Just to sort them. So I got like Legos or number tiles. So you can swap things in. I found a lot of the activities and. Some of the skills can be swapped in for other types of manipulatives, so you don't have to strictly adhere to that. Now, there was that whole section was about apples, so naturally you'd want to sort apples. But I think the kid can get the gist by just doing some sorting apples. Instead, instead of sorting apples, they can sort Legos or math tiles. I was using the math tiles from um, the uh, the Right Start Math uh, kit that they use there, and I was using those as sorting tiles for the apple sort right. of section. Right. You could also print out a, an outline of an apple, color it different colors exactly. and cut them out and have them sort those too. So I mean, you know, there's multiple ways to to go about an activity like that. Yeah, and so through every single unit, they call that a unit. The two weeks uh, there's a theme to the unit. Um, and that covers two weeks. So on in in all those units they do cover multiple different subjects. So we do reading, you know, being read to and also learning letters, they do a little bit of proto-math, you know, basic counting, sorting, things of that nature, pattern building, things of that uh, nature. Um, also a little bit of science and a little bit of art. So they do kind of touch a little bit of everything. So if you're looking for kind of a well-rounded curriculum that's touching various aspects and getting different ideas on those various subjects, you know, the curriculum does support that. They do a good job of that. So that. you talked about the different themes. What are some theme examples of yeah. different types? So I'll walk you through a couple. So basically every week, every two weeks is a theme, every unit, the two week period is a unit. So I'll just say units. Every unit has a theme and then it has a, it has an associated letter that you're going to learn. Some weeks there are, because there's only 19, they had to double up letters. So some weeks you have two letters and some weeks you only have one letter. Um, they re from year one to year two, they actually follow that same type of pattern where there's a unit and there's a theme associated to it. And then they repeat the letters again. Um, same letters and I think in the same order. Um, so you're going to hit those letters twice over those over that two-year period. Um, but basically, like if you think about it, okay, apples, they have A as your letter. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have like colors and that's R, the letter R. Then when the next one, like nursery rhymes, 
and then that's the letter N. And then clothing would be like C and J, and then food is M, and then so on and so forth. So they'll they'll have all these themes and they'll associate a letter to it. So it was really nice how you're kind of like pairing some knowledge or something that is very tangible, something that the kid can touch on a daily basis. They did a really good job at making sure that what what you're working on and all the themes, they're very you know, realistic things that the kid can interact with on a, you know, they'll see in a day-to-day basis, something that they can identify, whether it's clothes, you know, apples, things of that nature. Yeah. Something that they can really see. Yeah. So we've talked about the themes. Why don't you walk us through one? Can you give, give me an idea of the kind of things you're doing? Cause you were doing this while I was at work. So I didn't see actually a lot <laughs> of this. So I'm kind of intrigued to hear about what you guys were doing. Yeah. So basically um, every single section is about when in the digital printout is about 20 pages long. And you can think about, wow, 20 pages for like two weeks worth of work. That seems kind of intense, right? But it's actually really well paced and well laid out. So it's it's giving you all that information. It's not just giving you like a, a single. I, when we first heard about this, I thought I'd get like a single sheet. It's like, oh, here, do this this week, right? No, no, no. It's actually really laid out for you. And they do a really good job at, at doing this. So for example, first one is unit, unit four is clothing, right? We'll, we'll go to a little bit of details. A little summary about what you're going to need that week, what supplies you need, you know, what are the book list. And that was really cool because I could, you know, I would tell you to go get these books and it would, you know, you would go find those and then we would, you know, you'd find some additional books as well. So it was. And how many books like on average per week? Is it like a couple? It's like or? six, seven, eight, eight books. Yeah, yeah. Like mostly board book styles mostly, is what, yeah, is what mostly, I would request. Mostly kid books, mostly board books. Actually, I think a lot of them were these like early board books. They were almost board book level. Yeah. A couple of them I think were, were like uh, level one readers, mm-hmm. you know, so for a kid who could read, but obviously you're reading to her, but they, they were very simplistic in nature. Absolutely. You have to really gauge how much patience your early learner has with sitting down and listening to be read. And I know that's not true for a lot of, a lot of parents or kids might not want to sit down and listen to a book, but these are shorter books, so a little bit quicker. Well, and, and I would argue too that when we started this, our daughter was not really willing to sit for books and towards the end of it, she was. And, and there was a few of these books that she wanted you to read over and over and over again There's through the that. week that she loved. Absolutely. And then they give you a poem and a song to sing. Um, so that's something that you'll, re- you'll return to throughout the two weeks. Um, and then what they do is they give you this beautiful outline day by day for the entire week. Okay. And then there's these major kind of types of activities that you'll end up doing. So read alouds, things to talk about, learning activities, and then an easy activity. And then if you could see it as like almost like a matrix for that week, each one of those items then gets associated to a day to, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So on, on, you know, say on Monday on the read aloud, you'll read the Pete the Cat book. And then on Tuesday, you'll read it again. And then on Wednesday, you're going to read a different books, Caps for Sale or yeah, Caps for Sale, Caps for Sale. And then like an animal should definitely not wear clothing on Friday. So you're going to read, you know, three different books multiple times through the week. And then there's going to be things to talk about. What is clothing, right? And then the next day you'll introduce the letter C for clothing, right? And you'll have to find the letter C in a book. And then the next day is, you know, what is a cap, like a baseball cap, you know? And so these are very short activities that you could almost do any time. Like you, you could imagine, and, and they even, the creator even suggests that, you know, if you don't have the time or your, your, your learner doesn't have the patience to sit down and do 40 minutes of preschool activities, because I mean, this would not take very long. I found the activities took a lot longer than reading the books and doing these kind of talk about activities. 
you know, they said you can break it up through the day, you know, five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes here. So it does, it doesn't have to be a full day commitment, especially if you have a, you know, one or two additional learners that you're that are a lot older that you're trying to do regular curriculums with, you know, you can just peel off five or 10 minutes here or there. If you're, you know, your other learners are off doing a workbook activity, you can then go ahead and do something here with them. So you've got the read, read alouds that you're going to do over yeah. the different days. Then you have some discussion about those. And you were talking about just kind of the, learning. Yeah, there's like a learning activity that, that could be STEM based, math based, could be, you know, art based. Sometimes. So what are some like t- examples of the learning type activities? Okay. So in, the, in this case, the learning activity, they said a uh, clothing sort, sort by color, style and season. So you can actually take out a bunch of clothes. And just start sorting them. Oh, like, yeah, you know, she loves doing that. Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, a lot of kids love taking their clothes out. Um, <laughs> they're dressed. They're all nicely folded. Exactly. And everywhere. And then you could, um, you could basically do the next one was an alphabet hunt, and then there was another one. It was in math. And a lot of times they'll tell you what type of skill you're doing with this. So this one was like math. You know, stacking uh, caps on your head. Like how many can you you stack on top of your head if you have a lot of hats, right? The, again, these are very fun and playful Yeah, and it goes activities. with the caps for sale yeah. and what, story. What the creator did really here that I really liked is that all the activities, and a lot of times we've had these complaints with some of the bigger curriculums that sometimes like, you know, the, the chapter books in the all, you know, around the world journey didn't always match the theme of the week, right? Every activity here is matching the theme. And so that's, I, I like how that drives that forward. And as you said earlier, when you're when you're trying to look for activities that associate to a theme, you know they made a really good job at saying, "Well, here's a bunch of activities that you can do that are within this theme." That, and that, what kind of supplies in general? I mean, the things you've mentioned were not su- things you would need supplies for, but you know, are there a lot of you listed? There's like supplies on the first the first sheet. Yeah. So what does that look like? So, so the supplies at the beginning of each unit are called out, and then they, I think at the beginning in the in the opening 20 pages, she gives like a master list of all the supplies. Like for example, this one was like about buttons and then there's more button counting and then you make a homemade hat and then you make a, you know, a sock, you know, with like, you know, fabric or something of that nature. So there are a lot of things that you can find around the house, um, especially if they're kind of an arts and crafts nature. If you already have kind of a arts basket, like we do, a lot of times I was pulling from that. And listen, if you can't find buttons of different colors or different sizes, then you can do coins. You can do other things, right? Whatever that might be. Or you can even just say, instead of buttons, I'm going to do socks. You know, all of our kids have 500 million socks. Yeah, they don't have pairs. And they don't have pairs. You have all these standalone <laughs> socks. So it's a great a great activity to sort through your socks. So you can be creative sometimes if you don't have that activity right away. And you don't want to go to the store and just buy buttons for an activity, right? right. A lot of us may not have that. But if you have a sewing kit and you have buttons in the bo- in the basket, maybe that's something you can pull out, right? So once that, that's that basically the outline page. And then what they actually do is they break down every single day. So you, you see like, what you got to do for the week. And then you turn the page and you actually go, wow, here's the breakdown for Monday. And so they introduce the topic. There's a lot of uh, guidance here for you as the learner on like what a teacher is, you know, what type of questions do you have to ask? And, you know, what are the goals you're trying to get out of this activity? And then there's a little bit more of a description on exactly what you're doing and how to do it. Like, especially with the art activities, they go into a little bit more depth on how you want to do that. And they, sometimes they provide pictures. Um, So you're like, well, I don't know what I'm actually doing here. Oh, here's the picture. It's, pretty self-explanatory what I need to do here. So they do give you those type of, you know, and they do that for every single day. And then after Friday, 
they come to another breakout for the following week. So clothing week two, then you get that whole matrix of what you're doing. So you can use it as a checkbox. Like a lot of times you can just like check it off. Oh, we did that. We did that. We did that. And then again, they go into every single day of exactly what you need to do. And then you're at the end of your, your unit. You're at the end of your two week period. So you gave some examples of the learning activities. What about the easy activities? Like what's the difference between a learning activity and an easy activity? Um, so like a learning activity would be something like, um, like a math activity. Like if you were counting things, um, like an easy activity, like a playful activity would be like, um, apple stamping or something of that nature, like something art based. Okay. So there, there's kind of that split there. And a lot of times with the theme, you tend to use the same materials for a couple days. So you're not doing something completely new every single day. So sometimes those materials will carry forward. Like if you're counting buttons or if you're counting whatever, they'll bring that back in. So this is very prescriptive. Uh, A parent could open this and say like, hey, today is Monday and these are the things I'm going to do and it's going to walk me through the the discussion prompts, the activities, everything that I need to do for this day. Did you feel there was any interpretation needed or was it really just all given to you? No, it was pretty much given to you right up front i mean it was pretty 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 clear there's there's a nice script you can run from if you needed that if you didn't need that you didn't have to oh i forgot to one mention one other thing they also have the the creator's um, big focus was this calendar they love doing the calendar so they have a whole script around the morning calendar and doing that every single day like today is september 21st it's 2022 and all that type of stuff and you talk about the day and you talk about the weather and you can sing the days of the week song and you do all this type of stuff. The creator was an actual preschool early education teacher. And so she brought a lot of that learning with into this program. So she, they really focus on doing that morning calendar, especially with those early learners where you're trying to like understand date and time and when things are happening and whatnot. So they stress that. And also with all the letters that you're learning, there's a nice printout of all the letters that go with each unit. And she she really stressed doing this kind of artistic creativity around the letters and then putting that into a binder that they can then have at the end of the year. And also something you can revisit along the way. So, so this was focused on letter recognition, not really letter sounds, but just knowing that that's an A. That's an A and everything. And so if you're a... All f- caps. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so they did talk a little bit about lowercase stuff as well. Um, so if you are a phonics family, uh, I think most people are doing phonics focused nowadays. Um, you can then start to do a little bit of phonics recognition along there. And I noticed, I, I did that with my daughter, um, that she, we were doing a little bit of early phonics recognition for some of those letters. Yeah, she was asking, I think she's used to uh, seeing our uh, older daughter. S- yeah. Yeah, I think she's used to seeing our older daughter do reading with you and do sounding out. And yep. so she wanted that sounding out experience too. Yeah, she's been really into starting to learn her letters, sounds, and, and be able to find those sounds uh, within the books that we read to her, you know, at nighttime yeah. and at uh, nap time. So... Yes, we still nap. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of the, that was the curriculum in a nutshell. Um, how I ended up using that curriculum was more of a guide, kind of how you were saying earlier. We didn't do it every single day. Um, I found just personally, because I had so much going on, it was very challenging to do it every single day with her. Um, but I did find that, you know, if you know what theme you're on for that two week period and you're reading the books and you're doing some of those activities, I found you know, you could bring that stuff back up into regular conversation, reading the books over and over again throughout the week. Um, especially if you couldn't get all the books at your library, some of the books I don't think we could get, we were having to get, yeah. uh, we had to get like 
secondary books that just like were in the same theme. Mm-hmm. I know one of them was like the Pinkalicious book or something. Like yeah, that. it was about apples because about we apple, couldn't yeah. get all the apple books. So if you can't get all the apple books, absolutely, you know, consider you know reading the books more often instead. So follow the chart or. You know, maybe you just don't have to do the reading for that book that day and then you do one of the activities. So again, you can shorten or lengthen however you want. I found that I kind of used it as a guidepost. So if I, if I know I needed to have some, you know, some education today on Monday, Wednesday, Friday or that or some type of cadence, I'd pull it out and go, okay, well, I have all the books here. I have these activities here. You know, what do I need this week for this? And I'd pull, I'd pull those activities out or I'd get them prepped and put them in a basket and then pull them out when I needed them. And that's really kind of how I used it. And we went through the, basically the whole summer and we did a number of, la- of units um, to do it. And it was a lot of fun and we really had a good time. Yeah, I think it's something that if you if you have only one uh, child that you're trying to you know work with curriculum at, at a time, maybe you either have you know you you have a, yeah. a baby with 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 a toddler, or you have a much older child who works independently, and then you have a toddler. I think mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that you could really. You know, you you could do the full time preschool thing. Uh, we didn't have time to do all of that. Mm-hmm. But what I liked was that you were able to just take the pieces that you wanted and still found so much value. Because I think it's nice that they give you the activities. You didn't have to look up what you're going to do for art, yeah. and you didn't have to like try to figure it out. I like how it's all themed together. And I found yeah, that the makes be- a good impression. Yeah, I found at the beginning of the you know the whole experience that my learner was a little bit more. While she wasn't wanting to do homeschool, she really didn't know if she wanted to do it. And I think by the end, we were bringing, I have another um, toddler kind of scholastic book that she really started to get into as well. And I, I saw her just wanting to gravitate towards materials and doing learning and wanting to have that stimulation on a, on a regular basis. I found pairing this curriculum with, you know, just general activities and general, you know, learning stuff that we, we tend to do with like Legos and coloring and art and painting and all that stuff and just kind of folding in this type of activity like for example i remember one of the earlier lessons about apples you know i didn't i didn't have any of the materials to do this stuff for the day and i said hey let's just do painting today and let's paint apples let's Mm -hmm. paint different color apples right and again that's just a way to say okay i have the unit in my head i want to reinforce the unit that we're working on I, I did, I, you know, the, the curriculum's right there for you. And if you can't get to that activity today or you don't have what, what you need for that, okay, I can just kind of, I can just kind of adapt to something else, right? Or if we're doing Play-Doh, you can make an apple with Play-Doh, right? Those yeah. are the types of things you can do that are alternatives to what the daily activities are. But I liked the fact that I had some type of structure that I was following. And, you know, if at the end of the first week you can do two weeks worth of content, or you can do most of the activities through through the two things. Great. Close yeah. it down. Go to the next lesson. You can, you can also just pick out. You know, you yeah. basically have 10 days worth of activities and readings that you can do. Yeah. So you can kind of pick and choose what works for you, what supplies you have. Yeah. I loved how hands-on this was. And the was little big, bits of it yeah, that it was I caught big, was, was very hands-on. Yeah, it was a big focus on that was a big focus on the design of the curriculum, that it was very hands-on and very interactive. You're not doing workbooks, you're not doing like you know, print out sheets and, and stuff like that. This is all very tactile, very. So if you're a fan, if you if you know that your your older learner is kind of a tactile learner and you have this younger kid that's kind of going in that direction, this is a great curriculum to kind of give you a lot of ideas around, you know, play-based learning, um, l- you know, learning through doing uh, art, science, math, but things with like manipulatives and you're not doing any worksheets. I, 
I thought my daughter would like to do worksheet type of stuff because she seemed to be really into books a lot more, like workbook type of stuff. She's not. She just thinks she does. And she really likes to do more play-based stuff. Yeah. Those young learners are pretty kinesthetic yeah. in general, in, in general um, at this point, move, yeah. even though and we really thought that about our older daughter. And now that she's older, she really likes some workbook pages. So it's kind of funny how they grow into different things. But yeah. this was nice that it gave you so many different ideas. And I think it's basically screen-free, right? There's no real videos mentioned that I think no, I didn't think see of. any videos at that time, no. So it's really just books and play-based. Yeah. And if you can think great. about it, like it's... You could almost imagine that you were running your own preschool yeah, and that this would be the curriculum that you use with, you know, 10 or 12 kids, right? You're all doing the same activities and stuff. A couple other points. Um, it's evergreen. Uh, the creator calls it evergreen, which means it's not time sensitive. So it's, you're not having to do the fall unit in the fall. Um, so basically all the units can be done. You can start anytime you want. You can do any unit you want. Um, they don't like you to mix and match because there is a progressive learning that is occurring. There's a there's a expectation that you are you know improving along the way from mm -hmm. say basic counting to sorting, you know to groups of threes and fives and things of that nature. So you don't want to go and pull lesson fifteen and then do lesson two um, because there is there's a learning path along the way and, and it does get more complex over time. And I noticed that I noticed that the skills that they were asking the learners to do over that, you know, the start of the year to, you know, start of the summer to the end of the summer, it did require you to, to, to go in order. So, but mm -hmm. they were smart enough to make the curriculum not be time sensitive. So you can start at any time you want. Yeah. Which is great too, because you don't have to fight for books at the library. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so basically playing preschool for me, um, if you are looking for, uh, entertaining, well thought out, well planned, you know, you know, just basically spoon feeding it to you. <laughs> chock full of activities. Chock full of activities. Lots of great I uh, ideas. You can't go wrong. It's $30. You print it off, put it in a binder. We had it in a binder. I had, you know, a bookmark and I just opened up to that week's thing. And, you know, we got the books from the library and it was pretty much playing, you know, plug and chug and just do it. Um, if you, this is your first time homeschooling, if you're starting with like your three-year-old, it might be a little overwhelming as an educator because it's your first steps into it and just feels so vast. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. It's not a lot of work. It does look like you have a lot of planning activity and everything. Just know that you don't have to do every single activity the way it's described. You can adapt and change based on the materials that you have and the access to whatever books or yeah. you know art, art materials or whatnot. So you don't have to do exactly that. So if you're getting into it and it gets a little scary, just take a deep breath. You don't have to you don't have to work too hard. <laughs> right. One of the things I liked about this one is yeah. that it's it's the only one that I saw that went down to two. And we did do yeah. uh, several modules of this when she was two. Well, she was essentially two, yeah. And, and it was fine. Uh, mm -hmm. It was totally fine. She wasn't willing to sit for many books, but she would sit for a couple of board books, but she loved all the activities. And this was the youngest thing that I could find. You know, I wanted yeah. to... We wanted to start doing some hands-on things with her, and she was interested to have some schooling time of her own. But I think, you know, when you're putting so much of your mental um, planning and, and capability into your older learner, that, you know, that takes more thought process to make sure that those lessons are great. I kind of didn't have a lot left to be creative no. when I was planning for her. And then I saw this and I thought, you know, this is great because we can take what we want from it. You know, we can take all these activities. We can just mm -hmm. do 
random activities if we want, or we can do themes, which she ended up really liking. Yeah. You know, we can pull books if we want to. Um, well, and, and, and one, that was great. One really of the great. big concepts that they wanted to re- reiterate is that you're, you have the scope and there's a sequence involved in, in doing these things. But the fact that you're doing a theme and you're returning to that theme over a given period of time, um, it really kind of accentuates the learning and it drives home the the concept. You're not doing this for mastery. They're not trying to master, you know, 1,200 different apples or, you know, know every different type of clothing. It is experiential and you're learning through experience. But it's also identifying things within the home, within their life that they will encounter. Um, and then they can show off that they know things, you know, like, oh, I know those apples or I know those that clothing or I know how, how to measure things with a ruler or whatever that might be. You know, they, they experience it, they enjoy it, and then they go out in the world and they, you know, they see it and they, they have that confidence that they know what that thing is. Right, they can demonstrate it. They can yeah. demonstrate it After well. doing the colors uh, theme, our daughter like, yeah. poof, she got Boom. colors right away and now she's very happy to tell everybody what color <laughs> yeah. everything is. And exactly. so that was really fun. I, I, I think it was a really good program from what I what I saw of the outputs of it, of mm-hmm. the, the uh, art that she did, of how positively she talked about it, how she wanted me to even read some of the books to her at night, yeah. at bedtime. She, um, she enjoyed, I thought it was really good. She enjoyed the, uh, the whole idea of, you know, her school, her homeschool, you know, it, she gets to do the thing she, and she would love talking about every theme that she was doing and telling, you know, mommy when she came home from work, you know, oh, I was doing this in homeschool and that, that type of thing. So really nice. Yeah. It was nice a fun curriculum. introduction, I, I think, was. and gives you a lot to work with if you only have one and you can focus all oh, your yeah. energy on doing preschool each day, or if you just want to pick some activities here and there and, yeah. you know, take some and leave some, I think it works kind of both ways. So I think it was a really great way to start her homeschooling journey uh, for our little one. It so was. we we hope that if you have a young, really you're young learner, you're looking for something, you might check this one out. We yeah. we think it's, I think this is great. I would highly recommend a, that folks check it and out. The, and the key thing is a nice secular curriculum. So it's you know secular preschool, early preschool curriculum. Couldn't go wrong with it. Thirty dollars just for the ideas alone, <laughs> and, and yeah, a lot of totally the themes and, and and just getting that structure. I think is worth it. So. Absolutely would recommend playing preschool. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!